Grant County is full of amazing stories, and the purpose of this podcast is to collect those stories from the people that live them. Where We Landed is a podcast that recognizes our whole history told by the individuals that live and love this small Indiana county. Welcome back to this week's episode of Where We Landed. We are um, a team of two this week. Yeah, down. We're losing people. (laughs) Hopefully they'll be back. (laughs) I think Iris and Scott maybe got better offers. I guess. I mean, we don't pay very well. There's that. (laughs) No, we don't pay very well. Because it's free. Checks in the mail, right? (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) All right. So as you can hear, it is uh, myself, Kylie Jackson, and Alicia Hazelwood. Hello, hello. Driving the the plane for today's episode. (laughs) Um, We have a, a great guest for you today. But uh, before we get to our guest, we are going to play a game of Would You Rather. So, Janet, right. you're going to be included in this. Oh, my God. So, I'll give you I'll give you two options. Would you rather this, this or, or this? this. Okay. And you got to pick which one. Okay? Okay. All right. Would you rather win $25,000 or your best friend win $100,000? A best friend won $100,000. Could you make a deal to split it with them or... You yeah. just you just really <laughs> said, care, yeah. care about your friend that much. That's right. <laughs> my best friend. I was gonna say I knew my answer right off the bat, and it was my friend won a hundred thousand yes. dollars. Uh, one, I do know that you know the the things that she would have and do would include me. So I'm sure we go on a trip and stuff like <laughs> exactly. that. But um, but she's an RN and has just been through a whole lot, and you know that would be something really special for them. So yeah. All right. What could us being charitable and nice? Yeah. 25 is um, not enough to be selfish, I guess. <laughs> not when they have 100. Right? <laughs> yeah. Okay. Would you rather be alone all your life or surrounded by really annoying people? Alone. Annoying. <laughs> oh. You picked annoying? Mm-hmm. I said alone. I, I don't like being alone. You know that. <laughs> no. I like being around people. And so, Even if yeah. they're annoying. Yeah, just but, ignore them. Here, but here's the thing for me. If they're annoying, I'll probably end up killing them and end up alone anyway. <laughs> so why I just cut out the middleman? <laughs> okay. Let me see. Let me find one more here. Okay. This is a good one. <laughs> Would it's got to be she's laughing. Yeah, you just, haven't answered the question. I'm just picturing this one. It'll be funny. Would you rather have to wear stilettos to sleep or have to wear slippers everywhere you go? Slippers. <laughs> I knew you. Stilettos knew to problem. sleep. <laughs> stilettos to sleep. Stilettos to sleep. Yes. I mean, you, you, you pretty... would wear stilettos to sleep? Oh, absolutely. Wearing slippers everywhere is like a dream of mine. (laughs) No, when I think of wearing slippers everywhere, I think of people of Walmart Walmart. dragging their feet. (laughs) Like I just couldn't do it. I want to be able to choose my shoes. Uh, uh, No, No, that's a dream of mine, being able to wear my slippers everywhere. I would sleep in stiletto. And then you don't even, you can like, oh man, look at these nice shoes and you never have to walk in them. You just lay in them and oh yeah, I'm totally (laughs) on it. Yep. Years ago, I wore high heel shoes and swore I would never again if they went down. I was just happy. Never again. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> All right. Well, we yeah. learned a little bit more about each other. So <laughs> we have. Yeah, I we feel have. I feel judged as usual. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna turn so, it over to Alicia to introduce today's guest. I am really excited and honored to introduce our guest today, Miss Janet Blake. She uh, is someone that I didn't realize I knew when I started at my job at the United Way. She was my very first board chair, but I knew her through my friend Maya Garner and the radio and the cell phone business. So uh, Jana is a amazing female leader in the Gas City community. She owned her own business for many years over there. And I happen to know her story on how she ended up here in Grant County. And it's pretty fun and amazing. So I thought we would have her in on the show. So Janet Blake, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Thank and you We would joining yeah. us. We would like to start with just how is it? that you ended up here in Grant County. So where were you? Where did you come from? And how did you end up as a little African-American lady in In Gas City, City, Indiana? (laughs) (laughs) Well, actually, 
my friend has told me to do the kiss method because I love to talk. Right. <laughs> so keep it simple, okay? Yeah. Birmingham, Alabama, born in Birmingham, Alabama, from Birmingham, Alabama to Atlantic City, New Jersey. My dad was in the service. From Atlantic City, New Jersey, Baltimore, Maryland. From Baltimore, Maryland, became Indiana. From Indiana, became Illinois. Didn't like the people. From <laughs> Illinois, came back to Indiana again and decided this is where I wanted to be. Why? Yeah. The people are just... It's just, well, after you travel, and I had to travel a lot in my previous jobs, the, out of the country, the whole hundred yards, <clears throat> excuse me. The people in Indiana, uh, everything is in their heart. They operate from their heart, not from, I want it myself or what have they. are not selfish people. Everywhere I would go, I'd meet people and you smile. All you have to do is smile at the people in Indiana. You would think you were talking to a baby. <laughs> you know, the babies, how when you go, ooh, and they go, ooh, and this is the people. <laughs> I wish Indiana. you guys could see your facial expressions. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just so comfortable. I come here all by myself. I was recruited here to okay. Indiana, by the way, from Baltimore. It was uh, um, when, I went to, when I went to college in New Jersey also. My very first job I'm going to digress a little bit to bring you back Please. up to date. <laughs> Please. Okay. I, I want to hear all of it. <laughs> all of it. My very first job out of college was um, I was a secretary, and then I became the general manager, and then the whole hundred yards straight on through, and I was his executive secretary. And he, his name was Mr. Fisher, and he died. God bless his soul. He says, you have something between those ears called brains, and, and I think we want you. I didn't want a job, never had a job. My grandparents raised me from there. I didn't have to work, you know, and I was like, this is neat. I could tell the time by the TV. <laughs> the soap operas that was on TV. I knew, I knew what time I was supposed to get up off my butt because Nana and Bubby was coming in. And did you look for a job today? Yes. Where did you look? The newspaper. <laughs> you know, but I didn't lie. The newspaper. So... After a while with there, and that was a, we were the whole, a wholly owned subsidiary to the largest portion control meat packers in the world, not just mm. in the state or what have you. We received the E awards every year from the president. We did this. This is before you guys even knew what a six ounce steak was or a 12 ounce this or what have you. They were doing that. Okay. And the company still exists in Philadelphia. It's called Colonial Beef. Colonial Frozen was a subsidiary. We, we operated in Atlantic City. We are the ones, Mr. Fisher was the one that instituted the casinos down there. Mm -hmm. He got that mm -hmm. off the ground. So it was fast moving for, you know, that. And to me, I was like, I'm only going to work here at the Labor Day because <laughs> Labor Day, everything closes in Atlantic City. <laughs> I stayed there for 10 years. <laughs> My whole youth was gone. <laughs> My whole youth was gone. <laughs> but it was awesome. So from that, when Mr. Fisher, you know, he come in one day and he says, you're going to run this. He called me Colonel. He <laughs> says, you're going to run this, Colonel. I said, run what? And he says, this company. He says, I've been telling everybody you could do it. I said, well, where are you going? He says, I'm retiring. You know, your heart would go flutter because you don't, you know, now you put your initials on something. That means it's okay. When I did it before, I put my initials, but he would put his there. So I didn't, didn't bother me. Now it did. So I started <laughs> shaking, oh, my God. Well, we did very, very well. And a company by the name of Rosen, nope, nope, two baseball players, major league baseball players. One of them was Bobby Brown, who was the, they called him downtown Bobby Brown, and he was with the Yankees. And the other one was Jerry Mumphrey which you guys probably know from here. And, 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 and I'm like, Cincinnati, what? You know, <laughs> and Jerry and, and Bobby, then they gave made me a partner. That's how they got me to come with them. Okay, And at that time, it was called Major League Dairies. And I said, we're not going to do anything with dairies. We need frozen foods on there or food service or something. And they did. And we did very well. Okay. Well, I don't know. Yeah, then Rosenblum decided, Jay Rosenblum decided that we were like, hey, hey, and they wanted to buy us. 
So they did. Then it became Jay Rosenblum, and it kept me along with them. No problem. However, I didn't like it. <laughs> so there was a problem. There was a problem. You didn't like it. No, no, didn't like it. And from, from Rosenblum, Jay Rosenblum and all, that's when I says, I, I don't want to work here. Then there's a place called Airworks. Airworks is this, it's like a repair shop, I guess you would call it, for the president's airplane. Hmm. One and one and a half. And they would do all of the repairs, you know, for what, or all the order the parts and all. And my friend told me, you know, you need to apply there. They don't have any black people. Mm -hmm. And you need to apply. My mom knows the person, so she said, I said, okay. So I did. I went in, had this long, extensive interview. How old were you at this time, Janet? 22. Wow. Yeah, 22. Wow. And you know what they told me? Uh, something that my like quality, my, 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 uh, something doesn't fit their, that doesn't fit their something, he says. <laughs> and I'm like, what? All you have is nuts and bolts, and I've been buying shrimp and lobsters and, you know, and all of this. Well, a nuts and bolt would be 20000 or what have you if they brought in sure. two or three, you know. But anyway, you can go to sleep and remember that, that you need that. So I says, okay, no problem. Well, my same friend, which is today still my friend, she says, my mom knows the president of the NAACP. I said, and <laughs> she says, so I think, and my friend is white. She says, and I think that we need to That's a case. go see this because, you know, we have no black ones working here at all. And now they tell you that my qualifications don't suit their, fit their. Sure. I'm like, okay, fine. So I did. I met this man outside of called Wheaton Glass. Mm. And they own 90% of Millville, New Jersey and all around. Everywhere you go, it's a big W. Wheaton's never been in a factory in my life. Not even just to, to go in and say, what do you do? Never. Okay. So I meet him and we were in the parking lot and I give him the letter that they had sent me that my qualifications didn't fit them. And he says, and I gave him my resume. He says, okay, let me ask you this. And I says, what? He says, can you do everything that's on this resume? I said, I wrote it. <laughs> he says, well, i like for you to come and work for us. I said, doing what? <laughs> he said, I was like, he says, well, we train you for quality. I said, I've never been in a factory in my life. He said, that's okay. We'll train you. We'll walk you in or what have you. There was a Coca-Cola machine. When you walk in this particular door, and then you could go past that and you can go to the office. If they moved that Coca-Cola machine, I wouldn't have never made it to work at all. <laughs> so as it turned out, you know, and I just thought it was so interesting. The factory, you know, this glass is just so interesting. So I go in and, and they hired me and, you know, interviewed me and, you know, what have you. They hired me to be a supervisor. Well, I've never done this stuff before. How can I tell you how to do it if I don't know how to do it? You understand what I'm saying? But they did train me, train me from the, the lowest mm -hmm. right on up, right on up. And I just thought, it just, well, you need to sit down and rest a little bit. I said, no, this is interesting. The weather's changed. And they said, yeah, and the world come to an end. I said, no, the weather affects this glass. Now, the ones that were training me, they didn't pay any attention to that. But my immediate supervisor he was he was one of those men that says uh, no um women ain't smart enough to do nothing you know and i was like that man crazy well <laughs> anyway he took me onto his wing they said ted really like you and i says what it's something about you because he don't take to to uh, women mm -hmm. you know and he did he taught me took me to the quality part right from the quality than to the uh, actual how to make, how they make the glass on top and, and looking like a volcano up there. 
and what could cause this defect, how you could get rid of this defect, why we didn't want this one, um, the density of the glass, the thin, et cetera. And that was just like, oh, man, all of my friends, and Alicia knows me very well, um, and they said, you won't last a week. I said, yes, I would. No, Challenge accepted. Yeah, won't last a week. And I stayed with Wheaton's. That's where, where my glass uh, mm-hmm. quality knowledge, knowledge came in. And then I got promoted to the quality. Isn't department. that your connection to glass? Isn't that how you ended up in Gas City? That's where I'm, I'm, that's where I'm going around to there, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. You'd get there. Yeah. <laughs> I, I had no doubt we'd get it's there. <laughs> she ready, girl. <laughs> so anyway, after that, and like I said, they taught me the, the uh, quality part of it. So now, not only am I the supervisor, but I'm also working in the quality department. And it bothered me when they would throw away something that was good because they didn't know the difference. Then I started training my people that work for me at that time, with me, I should say. At that time, no, don't throw that away. Let me tell you why. Because they gave me a book, the whole bit, and I read that like I was just started school. And our crew and our shift was number one. And I got to be number one. <laughs> Janet has to win. <laughs> I'm serious. It's, it's bad. So, so then after that one is when I had my own little office there at Wheaton's. Yeah. And I'm telling you, he just just pushed me. So pushed at what me. age are you now that you're an African-American woman with your own office in this I'm manufacturing still in my company? 20s. I'm, I'm still in your I'm 20s. In my early 20s. Yeah. Wow. I'm still in my early 20s. And what you like what time frame is this socially? Like what year? You back is this in socially? The, the 60s. In the 60s. So very uncommon for a woman, let you alone an African American. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm sitting there minding my business. And I get this uh, letter. It was a letter that they wanted to see me at Carl Lowry. And now I'm in Baltimore. Okay. And I'm like, why? So I go down there and see what do they want or what have you. They offer me a position. I have my own office there. And now that's total quality, all quality. Their quality mm-hmm. was down to, and I'm not exaggerating, a D, and which is horrible. Okay. Horrible. So. And this is still glass. All glass. Yep. Carl Lowry Glass Company. Okay. They're not there anymore. They're, but anyway, they were from France. They were from France. That's what okay. I'm doing going over there. So I'm like, okay, I'm getting used to all these other different people now. And and mind you, every place I went, I was by myself. Yeah. <laughs> you know, nobody my family not going. I do go. I'm not going, you know. And I love that one too. I love the people, but it's weird. When you work in a factory like that, they don't like management. Mm-hmm. Okay, you 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 have to fight your way through. You know that actually, I'm not here to make any waves or anything. So, but I ended up teaching their supervisors, and did it really nice, not telling me doing anything wrong. I'm like, do you know why that is? Why that split is there? Mm-hmm. Do you know why you have a crystal finish? No. Well, the ones that I was teaching that paid attention, one of them is Margaret. I'll never forget her, and they used to get on Margreta because she's making the money and you're supposed to be, you know, blah, blah, blah. Margreta said she knows what she's doing. Right. That's why, and I'm learning. You know, you yeah. guys can do whatever you want. So that was really, that was, I love that job. Now I get a call. We'd like you to come out to Indiana mm-hmm. to our place, you know, to see, you know, offer your position pay for it, you know, blah, blah, blah. I said, okay, well, you're stupid to turn down anything. Somebody's going to give you a trip to somewhere, and, and they're going to pay for it too. So I come out the first time, and then I find out that there was another fellow that was up for the position that worked at Ball Foster. Oh, okay, so an internal candidate. Exactly. So anyway, but he had to go to college. Okay. To get it. 
that little piece of paper, just like I used to tell my son and my grandson and all of them, that little piece of paper is worth 50 million wishes and coulds, okay? Mm -hmm. So I come out here. That first one, he got the job there. That didn't bother me because I had my own office, everything fine. Right. Boom. Get another call about six months later. Paul Foster. I'm like, are you guys kidding me or what? You know, no, we really want you to come. His name was Frank Barnes. He was the quality uh, executive. So I come out, and it was on a Saturday. And nobody knew. I mean, here I walk in, what, I'm all of five feet, you know? <laughs> on, a, on a good day? Yeah, on a good day. day. Wearing those stilettos, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I'm, we're in there, and there's a table, and I'm like, oh, House of Representatives and all these big people in here. Mm, this is neat. So I stayed there to, during the day, and, you know, they went around. Now, the difference between Carl Lowry and... Uh, Ball Foster, Ball Foster does what we call container glass. Mm -hmm. Carl Lowry did what you call pristine glass, which means you've seen the, uh, like say, what can I tell you? Like say Caesar's, you know, the, the face of Caesar on a bottle and they make mm -hmm. cologne and all of that stuff. That's what, that's pristine. Okay. <clears throat> Containers is your jars, your mm. pickle jars, all of those, mm -hmm. okay? Well, wasn't familiar with that, which means, like I told you before, there's the density of the glass and it comes in different, you know, things. So I says, I have no idea about these. And they says, we'll train you. Mm -hmm. I said, here we go again. <laughs> okay. So, and, I, and they did. And I mean, it was really, they give you extensive training. And next, you know, I'm all over. I mean, I, I'd been all over with quality, all over, meaning wherever you ship it, and if anything's wrong, they put you on the plane, they send you there, and you take care of the issues. Mm -hmm. I told you that Carl Lowry was a D. When I left them, it was an A. Mm -hmm. And we didn't have any return wear. So I pat myself on the back yeah. and grinned about mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. And so when we back to Bob Foster, and that day I'm here, the fellow that picked me up from the hotel, you know, take me there, he took me back to the hotel, he says, Congratulations. I said, for what? He said, you got the job. I said, I didn't say I wanted that job. Or I was going to take it. <laughs> they might offer he it to said, me, but I never said I was going to take it. He says, you got it. He says, they, they're just waiting for you. You know, I said, okay, thank you. So I'm going to the hotel. Next day, we fly on back to Baltimore. They call me. We want to offer the position to you, and we'll pay for you to go home every weekend. They did. They flew wow. me home every weekend. And I was like, oh, this is cool. And then, when, and I stayed at the hotel until I said, enough is enough. I, I, I got to find some place. And that's what I was doing at Park Forest. And they paid for that the first couple of months there. And then I had my own. Now, did I like Indiana? I thought something was wrong with this place. <laughs> you said you liked the people and it was all from our heart. Now you're saying you didn't like the place. I did. Come I, on now. I mean, I like it, but it was weird. How because so? You had, you had four lanes on this major street, which is the bypass. And, nobody, and no horns. Nobody ever blew a horn. Why would we need to blow a horn? Well, I mean, a car could stop in front of you and nobody would go, yeah. well, in New oh. Jersey, they're going to blow it and give you the finger. <laughs> you know? So we weren't rude enough for you here. No, it wasn't. You know? <laughs> and I'm like, and then when a uh, uh, part of my family came out one weekend and they're looking at them, I was still at the hotel and they're looking out the window saying, why are they driving so slow? <laughs> I said, that's it. I said, well, what, what is it? Is it a lot of police around or what? I said, that's it. <laughs> Don't have anywhere to get that fast. Right? I said, <laughs> I said, say 25. They may do 20. <laughs> I said, in the passing lane, they in it. So, <laughs> Whether they're passing or not, <laughs> they're still I there. Says, but like I've said before, you know, but you guys were just different. Yeah, that, that's where you had to. Bring your mentality down a little, or a little bit. Slower. Slow, slow it down. And that's after um, Ball Foster closed, and the plant manager said, "Janet, you going with me?" 
no matter where, where I go, you're going to go with me. I'm like, okay. Then I get a call from Anchor Class, and they want to interview me. Well, Anchor's right there at home, so I'm going home. So I said, yeah, I'll go. But I knew I wasn't going to take the job, you know what I mean, because I was already told that I'm going with the plant manager. And we went to Illinois. Oh, my God, no. I wouldn't live there if they paid me. To Obviously. To breathe. Because you came, came, came back, back to Indiana. Yeah, came back. So what drew you back to Indiana then? What was the, I assume, a job that brought you back to Indiana? Or No. No, actually, when I quit, I quit. Um, uh, no. uh, the class. Yeah, place. but I'm trying to think of the name. I quit Ball Foster up right. there. In Dalton, Illinois, I quit twice. I went in the first time and gave the the plant manager my keys, and he said, "Just take off, you know, Janet. Just take you, you you're working hard. Take the whole week off." So I took a whole week off, and they paid me for it. wasn't my right. vacation time either. And then I come back and drag in, and I come out of the office one day, coming from one side to the other, and I heard pow, 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 pow. I'm like, what the heck? And I'm looking. And this inspector standing just like this. She's got her arms crossed. Yes. Yeah. Looking real mean. At the end of the leer and glass is falling all over the place. And it's going, it's so bad that it started going back to the hot, hot oh, end. Oh, wow. And I says, what is going on? I said, there it is. The jar laying down. Can't you pick it up? Right. Nobody told me. I said, that's it. Not working with these stupid people no more. <laughs> I am out. <laughs> that's it. So I went went over there to uh, the plant manager, and I told him. I'd... And he says, again? I said, no, this is for real. <laughs> again? No, this is done. This is for real. <laughs> I, says, I, I can't take it. I says that, that girl was standing there watching the wear go on the floor, not realizing that's her paycheck. Right. I says, I've had it. He said, I, said, mm -mm, I did think about it. <laughs> I thought about it for a whole week. <laughs> love, you, love you dearly, but uh-uh, I can't. So I come back down to Indiana, to Gas City, and my friend came to her house. Well, I called her on my way to, to, to the apartment in, in Illinois. And she says, aren't you supposed to be in the manager's meeting? I said, yeah, they are. She says, you sick? <laughs> I said, no. I quit. Utter silence. On the <laughs> so she said, so you coming down? And I said, I'm telling you what I'm going to do. I'm going to go home, take a bath, go to bed. When I wake up, if it's daylight, I'll be down. If not, I'll see you tomorrow. So the next day, come down here. And she says, what are you going to do? I said, I don't know. She says, are you going back to Jersey? I said, I don't know. So for two weeks, I stayed at her house. And that's when I said, oh, this is ridiculous. I have to find a job because now I'm digging into my savings. <laughs> <laughs> so I says, guess what? She says, what? I says, and this was on a Sunday. I said, um, I have a job by Thursday. Okay. You know, when people don't believe you, you know. Yeah. So in the paper. It said a position, sales position for this wireless. And I was like, okay, let me call. So I called the guy and he says, I said, is the position still available? You know, and he said, yes, it is. I said, so how do I go about, you know, applying for it? He says, well, you come in and we were on Johnson Street and blah, blah, blah. And I said, I'm not going in there. I know what it's like when people see you from the beginning. Mm -mm, that one ain't going to work. I says, can I send you my resume? Can I fax you my resume? So my friend had a fax machine, so I faxed it over to him. I said, this was a Monday now. Boom, I get a call. Can you come in tomorrow for an interview, which is Tuesday? And I said, sure. She gives me the directions. I go in, hour and a half. And Kevin, put, he, he, he will tell you the truth, hour and a half interview. I'm like, man. So I said, he says, well, you see the stack that I have here? I have to go through these and blah, blah, blah. And I said, okay. He says, but we'll call you. And I said, okay, thank you. And I left. I got home. 
boring. He got, you come he, in? He, he got through that stack real quick. Didn't huh? he? <laughs> came in. There was Wednesday. Can you come in? And I said, yes, because the regional will be here. And we'll, I want you to be interviewed by him. Another hour and a half. <laughs> okay, thank you. I leave. I get home. And Donna tell you, get home. Bring. Can you call, Can you go to Ambucare? Is that what they used to do, the drug testing? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Can you go to Ambucare? For, uh, this is Wednesday now for a drug test. I said, they're only going to get Budweiser. So, you know. <laughs> so, Which, if you don't know anything about Janet, she drinks warm beer. <laughs> Odd factoid, by the way. So, anyway. No comment. I know, right? She's hopping right over it. Go there Thursday. Pass the test. They called me Thursday evening, come in Friday, like to talk, so I'd sign the papers or what have you, and welcome. That's what I'm doing in the cell phone business. I didn't know anything about cell phones. I didn't know how to do the voicemail or anything. So I said, okay. So they put me over in Gas City. Dumb Janet. Don't know what about Gas City, but I just figured that's close to, to Don. It's good, you know. Mm -hmm. So over in Gas City. They had a little spot in Good Neighbor Pharmacy, and that's what I had. Two people prior to me, and they wanted to know, was I going to stay or what have you? And this is uh, John of the at Good Neighbor. And I'm like, why is he asking me this? You know, I want to work. That's how I got involved with the chamber. And then from the chamber, I got involved with Kiwanis. Then they are right on, right on, right on. Then around the corner behind McDonald's was a little purple building. So from the all of the places we could put me into uh, the pharmacy, and I made him some money too. I did made me too. Went around there, and that's where we had good. Uh, the other part, uh, this one now, not instead of Centennial, this was the Verizon, and then I bought that. Me and Donna bought that one, and then that's where we had Next Level Communications. I was we did good, and then rented out part of that to Barbara. And she was a computer repair person. And from there, I get a call from Moorhead. And I'm like, yeah. And they says, you're probably wondering why I called you. And I said, yeah, Kevin Wendell was the one that called. And I said, yeah, we want to buy your business. Well, I didn't realize who they were, but, on, but a sheet comes out every month of the producers of what, blah, blah, blah. So it was always next level. Moorhead, next level, or Moorhead, next level. We just switched first to second, first to second. I wasn't paying any attention. All I was worried about was next level. Somebody coming, going to push me down to two. Oh, no, we got to get them. You know, who they were, I had no idea that those people was in Marion. So will you talk to us? And yes, I will. And next thing you know, we sold to them. And then she became the top salesperson and the and, yes. of the company, which is now TCC. That's right. And so. um, President's Club and top employees. Today's episode of Where We Landed is brought to you by the United Way of Grant County. The United Way's mission is to build stronger families. We believe that sharing inspirational stories helps strengthen the fabric of our community. To get involved, contact the United Way at 765-662-9811 employee ten thousand dollar bonuses and all of that good stuff trips and all of this and <laughs> take you to send you to the casino you know they had the meeting there and it, it was just awesome it was awesome working for Moorhead I mean they just treated me like I, I still own my own business mm. you know? basically my thing in life and it still is the knowledge that I have I want to impart it on somebody else because God continues to give me the knowledge. And as long as you pass it on, you continue to give it. And you don't even realize you're getting it. Yeah. And that's why the people that did work under me, I got one little boy now. He's starting his own business. Jake is starting his business, by the way. It's on Main Street. And uh, Emily and all, you know, they, they're doing well, and I'm proud of them. Mm. Because I want to see them get promoted. You know, really proud. And they call, Ramon, 
can we do such and such? Grandma, what do you think of this? Grandma, I'm like, <laughs> oh, man. Even got the people that own Oriental Pearl Restaurant over in Gas City. Yes. Even got them saying, can, can you be my grandma? Can I call your grandma? <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Well, that's my first memory of you, Janet, was it was a United Way event at the park in Gas City. And uh, <laughs> we were trying to put up a like a 20 by 20 <laughs> tent with about two people, two or three people and. Oh man, I, you must have felt bad for us, or or what? But you you were in your car and you drove right right up past the stage into the there grass. in the park in the grass, pulled up right next to that tent and said, "What are y'all doing?" And you're we like, well, "We're trying to put this tent up." And you said, "Give me five minutes." And you got on your phone and and sure enough, five minutes later, here comes a whole Boy Scout troop putting up and they put up that tent for us in about. 10 minutes and no <laughs> and that was that was my first introduction to you and it was kind of like wow this lady gets stuff done <laughs> my um my grandson i have two grandsons and a granddaughter and my grandson one of them the the, the youngest is from missouri and he was here a couple he said his mom let him stay a whole month with me almost a couple of months and he says, we go somewhere. He says, I come home. He says, Grandma, everybody know you. <laughs> now take Naeem. Naeem was like, can't do nothing. That's why I want to go back to New Jersey. I can't do nothing. You know? But it's all because the way you carry yourself and the way you treat people. Like I said, when I see people out, and she'll tell you, Donna and I are just about as different as we are color. Mm-hmm. I see a person and I can feel them. Like they, they need somebody to smile or to talk to. And I'll say, how are you doing? Or, well, I like that. That pair of shoes, they're cute. I like those. Julia. <laughs> you know, one of those things. And, and that's all people need. And that's what this is all about. To me, that's what Indiana is like. Everybody raises their kids that way. Mm. So is that what you feel like rooted you here then? Like mm -hmm. Kylie said, I mean, you're not from this community, but yeah, you, you are a woman that gets things done. You, everybody, everybody. knows you, everybody, yeah, respects you. So how, um, how is it that you did get so rooted into, especially the gas city community, which during the time frame that you were living in the community, there was some racial divides and challenges. A whole lot. <laughs> I didn't know it. I didn't pay it any attention. I did not know it. I remember Just, spending the night over to Donna's. And the next day, getting ready to go back to, because I stayed at Park Forest. And I'm at the light at 10th and Main. Car pulls to the right. They white. Mm -hmm. Okay, no big deal. In front of me, they white. Going down Main Street. I'm like, where do the black people live? Because in Atlantic City, you live on the north side, black people lived on the north side, and white people lived on the south side. Most people don't know it, because they don't say it's segregated, but it is. <laughs> and I said to my hairdresser, I said, where do the black people live in Gas City? They don't. I said, huh? <laughs> <laughs> You're a unicorn. <laughs> yeah, right, right. She said, they don't. I said, are you serious? She says, we go to Gas City to Kmart, and we leave. I said, oh, okay. I'm still like, my goodness. And I'll never forget, I was in Walmart one day, and this lady, this black lady, followed me in Walmart. And I was like, why is this lady following me? You know, you know, I don't know her. I'd never seen her before. And she said, excuse me, do you live in Gas City here? Mm -hmm. I said, yeah. <laughs> it's like, should I or should I not answer right. that question? She <laughs> says, they said it was a black lady over there, and, and I wanted to meet her. <laughs> you were the one. I you are the, the black lady of Gas City. The one. And the mayor is another reason why I, I love Gas City. Mayor Leach, he, he just, he's just a sweetheart. And, and we just have so much fun. But he would say to people when they introduced me to Okay, like Pence, you know, mm. we were there for an affair with Pence. And he says, yep, 
I've been trying to get rid of her for 14 years, and she just won't leave. You know? and Jokingly, he, of yeah, course. Of course, of course, you know, and he's just such a sweetheart that, and everybody has been. I mean, and it's just amazing. If you don't walk around with a chip on your shoulder, people will be people. Period in. Yeah. And that's my thing. You gonna let me go home now? <laughs> <laughs> well, we we do have I have a couple more questions. Okay. That was a really great history though. Well, let me tell you how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, yeah, don't tell Donna that you didn't uh, didn't do the kiss method. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we also know Janet's not real good at following directions. Real good at being a leader, not, not real good at following directions. Follower, no. There's a reason why she gets all those boys of the Boy Scout troop to put up that tent because she ain't doing it. <laughs> she, she knows me so well. I'm gonna wait till I get to your store. Oh Lord. Um, so, so my question is, um, you know, when you were going through the the places that you lived before mm -hmm. Grant County, they were pretty much all major cities. Birmingham, Birmingham, Atlantic Alabama. City, Baltimore. It was, see, the people think Atlantic City's major. Yeah. I had to tell poor, 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 uh, what's the name? <laughs> the high school principal. Uh, Steve Quatter? No, he's his boss. Leslie Winter. Oh, she's going to kill me. Yeah, we were just <laughs> together Wednesday. She's she's a superintendent. Yes. She, I know it. <laughs> yeah, she's. She and I had it when we met because she says when I, I couldn't understand why you couldn't have a band at the 4th of July parade. And she and I went back and forth. And I says, well, I was in the band when I was in high school and we practiced all summer because they said it's too hot for them. to practice. I said we did. It was just a <laughs> natural thing. No matter what, we were out there practicing. She says, well, yeah, and you come from a big city. I said, 22 miles long. Mm. Not even 10 miles between the bay and the ocean. That's Atlantic City. Mm. That's all, okay? Birmingham is. It's the largest city in, in Alabama. Uh, Baltimore is. Yeah. But Atlantic City's not. Okay. So what was the, I guess my question though was, um, what were the, the major kind of um culture shock moments for you moving to a, a smaller community but maybe back when you were when you were going back and forth like to baltimore on the weekends what what were the things that you went back to your family and you're like you will not believe what they do <laughs> what they do in in indiana you're not going to tell it <laughs> like i gave you one culture shock the way you guys drive <laughs> okay that was slow and quiet exactly you can't say you guys anymore other, you're, no, one, you're one of yeah, i'm one now and the other is we are so fast move so fast that we don't take time to understand anything or anybody or care because even though atlantic city is only 22 miles long okay and the boardwalk is there. A person could fall out on the boardwalk and they just step over. Mm. They fall out over here and you know, somebody, we need to call somebody for them. Mm. We need to get some help for them. You know, and yeah. that was a shock to me. Baltimore, everything about it shocks you because they are, they are really, it's a different, different culture there. Mm. Uh, and if I can remember this one day, um, my friend, we were going to, we Going, I guess we was going to party, and we had to stop at the uh, store, which they call Wawa's there, mm. okay, to get, she needed cigarettes. So we stopped at the store, and I said, dang, that was fast. She said, get out of here. Come on, now, move. <laughs> I said, why? What's wrong? Come on, Janet, move. I'm like, what's wrong? She said, they're getting ready to rob that place. <laughs> I said, are you serious? <laughs> she says, yeah. She says, I said, how do you know? She says, because when I walked in, the guy went, Head, tell me a little, head, a little head, head jerk, yes, like jerk telling, get telling you to get out of there. And mm. I said, okay, and we did. Next day in the paper, place was robbed. Wow. Wow. That's at Baltimore, you, you don't mess around there. And you don't, you just, you don't go anywhere without locking your doors. Mm. You know. How often do you lock your doors here? 
<laughs> right? When I mean, I remember. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, yeah, you know, one of the things don't. my mom always freaks out about because we live over in Converse mm-hmm. and my dad gets out of the car and just leaves the door, car unlocked. And she's like, oh, my God, you got to lock the car. He's yeah. like, it's Converse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, it's the truth. You know, it, it's, it's amazing. It's, it's totally different. And when we see, when I see, I should say now, the violence, it shocks me. Like, what what happened? Why? So you don't feel this sense of, um, we hear a lot uh, that, oh, Grant County is unsafe, or it's high crime, or it's this or no. that. You don't feel it's any just of that. that. What little bit happens, it just blows it up. Mm-hmm. You know? Instead of, like, say, for instance, let's take five people. Five people got killed in New Jersey, and two people got killed here in Grant County. I'm saying Atlanta County, I'll say it that way. You're, these two that got killed here, you would think it was five. Yeah. Because they blow it totally up and scares you to death, you know, that type of it's thing. A, it's, such a, it's such a rare occurrence compared yes. to... Yes, every day in, you're going to see it, or somebody's going to yeah. come and snatch a purse and all that kind of stuff. Right. So what other question? You said you had another question. Well, I just wanted to, um, you know, you said when your grandkids come and come and visit, what are the things in Grant County that that they love to do when they visit? And the zoo, uh, the park, uh-huh. the zoo, the park. <laughs> and when you say the zoo, it's Gas City's petting zoo, right? Yes, yeah. yes, <laughs> yes. I mean, they just feel like it's theirs and, and feeling, you know, these, yeah. these things. And um, they like that. They like the idea of going swimming in a big pool, you know. It's like, wow. They'd, and it's slow. Yeah. They can take a deep breath. Yep. Yep. All of them. Naeem loved it. My, my grandson that came and stayed with me from uh, RJ. He went to RJ Basket, and then he went to high school, and then he was track and the football and all the other good stuff. And he loved it until he thought he knew it so much that he wouldn't go back home. <laughs> so, but the educational system here is awesome. I don't care what anybody says, it's awesome. He came as an F student and left on the honor roll. Wow. Awesome. So the teachers care about these kids. Yeah. You know, just like I told them at Wednesday, because Leslie spoke and I told the same story. I said, yeah. I said, they didn't do that because they knew me. I said, even if he was caught kissing, and downstairs, a girl. <laughs> but what they knew, but they told me, but it wasn't one of those, you know, we're going to take care of Naeem over here because of Janet Blake over there. Nope. They cared about him. Yeah. I think we need to do this. I think he needs to do that. You know, and we got him a personal tutor at Taylor, and he left on on roll. That's great. Yeah. That's great. Um, okay. So, we're we're running running long here on time, but I do we do oh, always. You, I didn't talk. <laughs> we had to like pry it out of you. you so quiet, so reserved. <laughs> One thing we always ask uh, our guests is, "What are you, is there anything you're watching on TV or reading or anything right now that we should we should be watching? What do you?" It doesn't have to be inspirational. Like we were talking about what Ozarks or something like that earlier. Yeah. yeah. Any good, any good recommendations? No, no, no good soap opera or anything oh, no. like that. We should be watching that one. <laughs> well, <laughs> Alicia and I got into a conversation the other day about guiding light. We, we both watched guiding light. Seriously? Growing yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. So the actor that played Billy Lewis is now on the young and the restless as a different character, obviously. And so then we got into, she liked Josh Lewis yeah, and uh, trying to figure out where we could find old guiding light episodes. to watch. <laughs> Cause we both, we, we both came home from school and that was what we did when, when we, we came, came home, home from, from school. school? Was, yeah. that, was watch that. guiding light at three o'clock. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Mine was another world. Oh, I love another world. Don't bother me. <laughs> Don't and, bother me. Yeah. But now, you know, surprisingly, it's that I'm more into comedies, mm. and and Donna's into pow pow 
shoot them up. <laughs> NCIS, this one, FBI, that one. And I'm like, oh no, I can't take no more of this. That's so a, I go in standard yeah, relationship uh, thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> like I watch exactly the opposite of what Steve watches. Yes, it is, you know. And I'm basically, uh, I like the judges, judge shows. Oh yeah, yeah. it's like judge how Judy. could you be so stupid? Do you, do you think you'd be a good judge? Oh, yeah. I think you'd be a great judge. Oh, yeah. Judge, judge Janet's court. <laughs> yes. That should be our next podcast. I think that's a yeah. whole. I, I will turn you into a, a moderator. Yeah. <laughs> that could be a whole podcast in itself. Oh, my God. There you go. <laughs> just, bring, just bring on cases and let you, let you decide. Oh, you guys are too much. Well, thank you very much for inviting me and having me. Absolutely. Thank you so much for coming on and if you if you've listened all the way all the way to now <laughs> thanks for joining us and we will be back next week make sure you're liked and subscribed we will see you next thursday today's podcast was engineered by kyra montero of frequency canvas